Okay, my beautiful, cute little class of first graders, get out your slavery coloring books. And little Johnny, I see you. Put down that flesh-colored crayon. Put it down. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Coleman Hughes' new podcast. He's talking to a guy who wrote a book about the New York Times and the history of the New York Times. You know, from an anti-woke perspective. I mean, the New York Times to me is... Well, it's two things. It's a piece of crap, lying, mainstream, misinformation media outlet today. And it was also my favorite newspaper back, I think, in about 2005. I think I used to get the Sunday Times. I, you know, I go to Safeway. I live kind of near a Safeway, and I go get the Sunday Times, a big, fat, thick sucker, and I would read a freaking ton of that whole thing. And never, never a single time as I was reading through that whole thing did I ever think, huh, I wonder if that's true or not. I mean, it was, it was the God's honest truth. Well, let's just uh, dunk on the New York Times here with some facts. So the guy who started it, he was a slave owner. Like, I don't know if they have any statues of him or pictures of him on the wall or something, but, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter better start some dumpster fires and go take those down if they're still there. And then they uh, covered up some genocides and supported the Nazis back in the day. I guess Stalin gave the New York Times uh, an interview. I'm not sure when, before World War II, a long time ago. And the New York Times is like, all right, we really want this interview, so we're going to cover up stuff that Stalin's doing. And then they wanted scoops on the Nazis leading up to World War II, so their uh, bureau chief in Germany, um, well, he was a Nazi. And they loved him because he was friends with the Nazis. And so, you know, he would just, whatever, he'd hang out with Hitler and all the other Nazis, and they would get scoop after scoop, you know, which would help them sell papers. And I guess, like, one thing they... Well, famously, or it's been covered up, is um, like when World War II started, they said that Poland attacked Germany. And apparently through all of World War II years, um, they mentioned the Holocaust in six articles total. So not very many. Which is kind of funny. I think, I think the guy, I guess that slave owner guy, I think he was Jewish who started the Times. But whatever. And then the 1619 Project, this was the... Whatever, this is the New York Times' response to uh, the George Floyd social justice movement stuff. Um, so, they, you know, they created a, the 1619 Project, which I think is just a bunch of... I never read it. It's a bunch of articles, I guess. And so one of the... Like, the main thing, right? 1619, I guess, is when the first slave... first black slave came over to America. Um, so that's why it's named that. And I guess whatever. The important... The, so that, you know, that's important. 1619, now you know that date. That's my, you know, what do I know about this stuff? I know that. I know that that's where that number comes from. And then the other thing I know about it is that they said that the Civil War, no, 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 not the Civil War, good God, the Revolutionary War was fought because of slavery, because Americans wanted to be slave owners. So basically, yeah, we know, we know the Civil War was about slavery, or at least mostly, and then, anyway, so the, the whole point, you know, the biggest point of, the, of uh, the 1619 Project is that the Revolutionary War was about slavery. So that means the founding of America was all about slavery. 
you know, just whatever. America is racist. America is evil. I mean, none of this, none of these things I'm saying is true. But the point of the 1619 Project is to say America's racist, America's evil, all the way back before America was founded, and then when America was founded, and after America was founded. It's all about black people and white people being mean to them. And so it's kind of like a history lesson. I mean, a lot of it's bogus, but anyways, it's like a history lesson. Now, the way they did it, and you know, and they're teaching it to kids, right? They've created a I don't know what grade it's for. They probably got it. They probably got a grade school and middle school and high school version of the 1619 project that you can buy with, you know, books and worksheets and coloring books, who knows what. Do not color the slaves the wrong color. Little Johnny, put the purple crayon down. Put it down. But anyway, so it's like a history thing, but it's not written by historians. They, you know, they Whatever, it's a bunch of woke um, newspaper writers wrote it. But what they did is they hired historians, woke historians, of course, the wokest they could possibly get, to fact-check them. And so I, I forget her name or what school she comes from, but anyways, one of, the, one of the main people they hired was a black woman history professor. And so they showed her the article that said, uh, the Revolutionary War was fought because of slavery. And she goes, that ain't true. And they said, you're fired, lady. You know, black lady who's probably super sympathetic to the plight of black people. Uh, we got a lie here. You're fired. And, you know, woke people don't know this, but I guess, I don't know, six months after the 1619 Project came out, I think Politico, they went and wrote an article. And what they did is they went and talked to all the fact checker. You know, it's basically like African-American history professors from across America, they went and interviewed all the fact checkers to see what they thought of it. And the general consensus was that, whatever, it was not true. It was not based in what really happened in history. But so money talks and BS walks. And I think now that Trump is out of office, you know, making up 10 lies a day about Trump, whatever, that's not a good way to make money anymore. And I should remind people, I'm not a Trump supporter. It's just like, if Trump is so bad, if he's as bad as you say, you shouldn't have to make up lies about him. But anyways, for whatever reason, they felt justified making up lies. But kind of recently, um, they've been getting into the news a little bit for doing stuff that's, I mean, hell, you'd almost, you'd almost call it anti-woke. Like they hired John McWhorter as one of their uh, columnists or whatever. Um, I think he's my favorite pundit right now. I talk about him a lot. You know, he's a the black uh, linguistics professor from Columbia, but most importantly, he's very anti-woke. He's super measured. He never ever says anything wrong. He's not, he's not a dumbass like me, but uh, a lot of my beliefs I get from him. He's awesome. And so New York Times hired him, you know, so now they go from a thousand woke people to 999 woke people and one anti-woke person. Exaggeration, but you get the idea. And then they've uh, published a couple um, editorials recently that have raise the eyebrows of the woke. Um, there was a college student from the, a woman from the University of Virginia, and she wrote an article all about how, um, whatever, the students, college students today are stupid and woke. And they believe false things, and if you tell them the facts, they will freak the fuck out. I mean, you can imagine, if they listen to my podcast, they would freak the fuck out. And then they also did an editorial on a few, last few days, uh, something about how cancel culture is bad and they go well you know people on the right are censoring people when they shouldn't be which is 
I mean, the amount of sense the people on the right have no power to censor anything. So, I mean, I'm sure they would. I'm sure if they had the power. It turns out anyone who has the power to censor does it. But right now, the right, they don't control they don't control the media, they don't control big tech, they don't control the government. They don't control nothing, really. You think the Republicans would be uh, doing stuff, but they're not doing they only care about money. You know, they just want to increase immigration so they can get more money. But in any case, so the New York Times did an article where he spent half the time talking about right-wing people, right-wing people censoring stuff when that is just you know, whatever. That is not even worth talking about. The amount that they do it is so little. Like, you know, they, some grade school somewhere in the middle of America banned one book. Who cares? But in any case, half of the article <laughs> goes into how people on the left are censoring stuff. And so... Whatever, getting people up in arms, right? You know, that's a racist dog whistle. That's Nazism. You know, this new, there's this new idea, right? Free speech. Being able to speak freely and talk about stuff, uh, that makes you a Nazi. And, you know, saying that censorship is bad is very close to being pro-free pro, speech. So that makes you a Nazi, too. And I don't know, maybe, this is, maybe the New York Times is getting back to their roots. They're, they're defending Nazis again. Twitter handle at anti-woke podcast and thanks for listening.